A daring rescue captured on video. A boogie boarder caught in a rip current off the coast. No matter how hard the surfer tried, he couldn't get back to shore. But then the video shows something you don't see every day. Joseph Osborne was enjoying a break at Flagler Beach in Florida, and he captured a dramatic rescue in his drone. The boogie boarder was too far off the coast for just one lifeguard to rescue, so four of them formed a human chain with life-preserving buoys and ropes. One guard put a buoy on the struggling swimmer. Two guards linked up and began to swim, and the fourth guard was in the shallow water pulling on the rope. It's amazing to watch. Thankfully, the swimmer walked away. Long ago, the prophet spoke of a rescuer who would come to free his people from sin. It was a promise from the Lord, and that promise was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Welcome to Haven Today here on Monday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're launching a new series today called Let the Prophet Speak. When the Lord says he will do something, he does it. This is the entire story of the Bible in a nutshell. The Lord makes promises. He creates humanity with a purpose, and he makes sure that purpose is fulfilled. He makes promises. He keeps promises. Promise, fulfillment, this is the rhythm of Scripture. That's the rhythm of life. Every Christian I've ever talked to has stories of the Lord making good on his promises. The Lord meeting us where we are, bringing us into his peace and grace, promise, fulfillment. The Lord does what he says he will do without fail. That's what we're looking at this week. Let the prophet speak. The Lord promises, the Lord fulfills his promises. And to begin our series this week, we're going to look at a familiar passage where the Lord promises Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. That's coming out of Joshua 1, and I want to invite you to stay with me as we learn from these encouraging words. And speaking of words of encouragement, not long ago I was speaking with Robert Morgan. He wrote that book, Then Sings My Soul. Hymns were written to bring encouragement to Christians in the best of times, but also the most challenging of times. And Rob shared a story with me that I want you to hear again about how a hymn ministered to him and his late wife just before she went home to be with the Lord. Well, my wife Katrina battled multiple sclerosis. And not long before her death, about a month, we entertained a group of German musicians who had come from Germany and they were studying hymnody and they wanted to meet with me. And they came to our home and I catered the meal for them. And then we went upstairs to our living room. They all gathered around, and we talked about the great hymns and about the German influence of our hymnody. And they sang for us. They sang in German. And my wife, Katrina, this is really just about the last good night of her life. After this, she went down very quickly. But she just soaked it all up. And I told Johannes Schroeder, my friend who was the head of the group, I said, Johannes... Our favorite German hymn 
is praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. O my soul, praise him, for he is thy health and salvation. And he said, well, we'll sing that for you. And I got out my phone and videotaped it, and they sang that wonderful hymn to us in German. And at the end of my videotape, sort of pan over to Katrina, she is all smiles, just nodding and listening and soaking it up. It's as though the Lord sent her a choir from Germany on the last good night of her life. And not long after that, she passed away. But I can still, every time I hear, praise ye the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation, I think of that wonderful night when the Lord sent us a choir from Germany to sing that to Katrina almost as a benediction for her life. First words, praise the Lord, the Almighty, by the London Philharmonic Choir and National Philharmonic Orchestra. And just before that, we heard that inspiring story again from my friend Rob Morgan and how the Lord used this song to minister to his wife during her final days before she went home to be with Jesus. As I said, Rob has written a book called Then Sings My Soul. It's a devotional based on 150 classic hymns of the faith. Each story in this book gives you the context behind these songs that many of us love and know. What moved Luther and Wesley and Fanny Crosby to write songs filled with biblical truth? Often it's the highs and lows of their walk with the Lord that took them to Scripture, but then inspired them to turn those truths into songs. I think that as you read through this easy-to-understand and enjoy book, that you'll gain a new sense of appreciation for the Lord and those whom he has used to write these songs of praise. And I so like how this book is designed with the sheet music and lyrics on one side and the devotional on the other. So come to our website after this program here on this Monday and take a look at the book and then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if you'd like to do what so many others have done and make a gift, you can get extra copies, maybe one, maybe 10 extra copies to give away. Ask about that when you call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And now let's open the program with a song based on Joshua 1.9. Do not let this Lord depart from your mouth Meditate on it day and night That you may be careful to do what it says And you will prosper and succeed Have I 
That is Matt Papa opening this haven today, a program called Let the Prophets Speak, Be Strong and Courageous, a song coming out of Joshua 1-9 here on Haven Today, and our first program this week called Let the Prophets Speak. The Lord was the first prophet. Moses got that. The Lord appeared to him in that burning bush and promised to redeem Israel from the house of slavery from Egypt. The Lord promised to bring Israel out with a mighty arm, and he did that by his mighty arm. He defeated the army of Pharaoh and the Egyptians and rescued his people. The Exodus is a testimony to the Lord's promise-keeping, promise and fulfillment. He took them out of Egypt, and he started them on that march to the promised land, the land he promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Lord promised and he was fulfilling his promises. But he wasn't done yet. Rescuing Israel out of Egypt was just the start. There was 40 years of wandering. There was 40 years of clinging to the promise. He broke into Abraham's life to make a promise, the land, the people. He broke into Moses' life to make a promise, 
to rescue him and his people from slavery, to defeat their great enemy. And just as they were about to enter the promised land, the Lord broke into Joshua's life. The prophet spoke again. Listen to the Lord's words from Joshua 1. And the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Now, Moses had died. That was already a known fact. So why did the Lord say it so plainly? Joshua had already been named as the next leader, but there were some doubts, questions. Is Joshua really the guy? Would he be able to do it? What if there had been a mistake? The Lord's words here were meant to dispel any doubt. Moses was dead, and now Joshua was the new leader. The Lord had raised him up to lead the people. He broke into Joshua's life to bring Joshua into the same relationship he had with Moses, one of promise, one of fulfillment. And in these opening lines from the Lord, we see three promises. The first promise is about the land. There in verse 3, I will give you every place you set your foot. The same promise he made to Moses, the same promise he made to Abraham. The entire land of Canaan was promised to Israel. That is what the Lord was going to give them through Joshua. Joshua would lead the way, and the Lord promised that it would happen. The territory that is outlined here in Joshua 1 is the same that Abraham was promised, the same that Israel was promised, and it wasn't an empty promise. No one will be able to stand against you. The Lord was going to strengthen his people and Joshua, to lead them against their enemies. That was the first promise, the land. The Lord would provide Israel the land through Joshua. But then there was a second promise. I will be with you just as I was with Moses. Now this would have amazed Joshua. The Lord had an intimate relationship with Moses. He would speak to him face to face in the tent of meeting. Moses would have exclusive access to the Lord on Mount Sinai. Moses was the mouthpiece of the Lord for so much of Israel's journey through the wilderness and the desert. And here was the Lord making that same promise to Joshua. I will be with you just like I was with Moses. The promise is one of intimate access, access that we have too today. Paul, the apostle, telling us in the New Testament that Jesus, by living and dying for us, has granted us access to the Father by the power of the Spirit. You and I have access to the Lord as well, just like Moses, just like Joshua. 
the Lord promised it to Joshua in the midst of doubt and questions, and he fulfilled his promise. And he fulfills his promise to us as well. But it goes further than access and an intimate relationship. There's a third promise in this opening chapter of Joshua. I will never leave nor forsake you. The promises to Joshua were powerful. The promise of the land and the promise to be with Joshua in intimate relationship, no doubt encouraging. But those promises only mean so much if they could come to an end, right? I promise to protect you through a war zone, but stop walking with you halfway through. My promise was good only to an extent. If the Lord were to leave, his people would perish. But the Lord stepped in. His promise wasn't just to protect and provide for a certain amount of time. His promise was to never leave, never forsake. This is the promise that you and I need today, too. The promise that the Lord will not leave us high and dry. He won't abandon us at our hour of need. He won't go with us halfway and then disappear. He promises to be with us always. Do you remember Jesus' words in Matthew 28? He repeats this promise. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The promise is a forever promise. And the Lord fulfills his promises. He remained with Joshua throughout his life. And he stays with us through all our lives in Christ. And this promise, the promise to be with us, to stay with us forever, leads to a command. Do not fear. Be courageous. The Lord repeats it to Joshua over and over again, especially in this first chapter. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear. This world is fearful. Joshua was standing on the precipice of a daunting task, setting the people of Israel in the land that was promised to them. But the Lord's promise undergirded him. I will never leave you so you can be courageous. I will not forsake you, so you don't have to be afraid. That is the promise we live with as well. We don't have a land to conquer, but we have the promise. The Lord is with us. The Lord is with us now, and he will never forsake us. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He promised, and his promises are yes and amen in the face of Christ. Let the prophets speak. I started today by saying the Lord Almighty was the first prophet, and he was. He made promises. He made promises that he kept. But the Lord is also the last prophet, in a way. The book of Hebrews tells us that. The Lord spoke to his people in various ways in the past, making promises and fulfilling them. But now, in these last days, he has spoken to us fully and finally in his Son, Jesus Christ made promises, and he keeps his promises. Everything that the Lord was planning to do for us, the new heavens, the new earth, forgiving our sin, redeeming us from the power and guilt of sin, he's done it all in Christ. And now in Christ, he has promised to be with us forever and ever. This is the promise we live with today. If you know Jesus, the prophet has spoken so we can live like Joshua, without fear, courageous, looking to him with faith, and in full knowledge 
that the Lord is on our side. Discovery Singers, my faith looks up to thee on a haven today called Let the Prophet Speak. It's so moving to hear the human voice sing in harmony and what we just heard, a cappella, especially when they're singing a great hymn of the Christian faith, My Faith Looks Up to Thee. This is Haven Today in a program called Let the Prophet Speak. The hymn we just heard was written by Ray Palmer in 1830, just after he graduated from what was then called Yale College. He said the hymn was written with little effort and with very tender emotion and ended the last line with tears. Doesn't that make what we just heard all the more precious? A young man who would go on to be a popular pastor in the 1800s, and this hymn was basically written out of a private time of worship with his Lord. I think knowing more of the backstories of great hymns helps make them all the more special. 
And you can learn more about Pastor Ray Palmer's hymn and 149 other hymns from various writers and centuries when you read Robert Morgan's book, Then Sings My Soul. With sheet music on the left side and the story of the background on the right side, this book is the perfect way for you to spend devotional time with the Lord this summer while also singing biblical truths that will deepen your faith in Jesus. So I want to invite you to come to our website right now and take a look at Then Sings My Soul by Robert Morgan and then make your gift at haventoday.org haventoday.org And let me just say that so many have been asking for multiple copies of this great book to share with others like with a Bible study group as some have done or just with family or close friends Ask about that when you call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And now as we have to go, a quick reminder that we still have the book that my wife Janet and I wrote about the death of our son 20 years ago this month. It's called Saving a Life. You can ask about that when you call or read more when you visit haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll be sharing the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It's the dog days of summer. Kids may be getting restless, parents too, Maybe the whole family is ready for the school year to begin. Before they're back to school, may I ask you how you're spending your time? Why don't you take a moment to pray and read scripture together? There was a time in the life of Israel that was quite sad. Judges 2 says that just after Joshua died, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. How could this be? Perhaps the adults in the community stopped sharing the great story of Israel's salvation. May that never happen to us. Let's share that great gospel story daily with the young people in our lives. Grow in your walk with Christ. Visit GetAnchor.com.